Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake, and uh, today we have a special guest, Chase. Chase Sprouse is joining us. Do you want to introduce yourself, Chase? No, I just want to say hi. Thank hi. you. Thank you for jumping in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Chase is like not only running the board, but also I was like, hey, people don't want to listen to me rant at them by myself for 20 minutes. So uh, you have no idea what we're talking about and you haven't seen the notes. Bring it on. So you just, you, I, I maybe will like make me look more informed because I have the notes in front of me. So, <laughs> uh, so the big, the big thing I wanted to talk about today was we have brought up on the show before the difference between W2 and 1099 contractors. And this is a thing that like, it sounds uniquely American, but this has become this kind of classification of employees as contractors, which is technically you run your own business, is actually as apps like Uber and Lyft and, you know, TaskRabbit become big across the world. This is a problem in countries all over the world. So Britain has us moving through their courts right now. Um, India has been having a big issue with uh, contractor and employee classification. So while I'm going to particularly talk about something that has hit America, there's uh, quite a few things that are happening in other countries that are reflecting this right now. But the big news is that California legislators approved a landmark bill on September 10th that requires companies like Uber and Lyft to treat contract workers as employees. Wow. This is, I mean, this is a yeah. huge deal. So um, this still technically has to get signed by the governor and then uh, written off by the state assembly, but it, there's very little anticipation that it won't go through. Um, under the measure, it would go in, into effect on January 1st, and workers must be designated as employees instead of contractors if, here is the definition they're using, a company exerts control over how they perform their tasks or if their work is part of a company's regular business. Okay. This is a huge deal. I don't know if you order things off Amazon. I do almost every day. Yeah. There are at this point, Amazon has essentially a team of subcontractors, which are people with just a car that they have a random magnet slapped to the side that says Amazon, that comes and delivers things. So if you get stuff same day delivery, which yeah. I I do more than I care to admit because I'm not always the best at planning ahead. I was ordering. That's what I was doing when you came in. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, this is uh, this is like one of the things where it, it it's you probably don't realize how many people you interact with on a daily basis that are in this category of contractors. Um, and and this is this is one of those things that I think has become more it's it's really easy to hate BC backed companies. Right. Like it's super easy to be angry at Uber and Lyft and Amazon and all of those because like they're large corporations and it's easy to get angry at them. Sure. Um, but this is a type of um, 
I consider it abuse, contractor misclassification abuse that has been rampant in not just corporate culture, but nonprofit and small business culture for, you know, really the past, I think it's been going on since the late 90s. Um, And there are a lot of people that you may not realize are classified as independent contractors that fit what would be considered the legal definition of employees. So ride hailing drivers is one of them. Food delivery couriers, so when you get your DoorDash, your Seamless, whatever, a lot of janitors are classified as contractors. Um, Almost all exotic and go-go dancers are classified as contractors. I have helped many a stripper incorporate themselves as an S-corp because they are technically considered their own company, and they usually pay to work at the um, establishment. They they pay to work there. Yeah, you pay a stage fee. Um, Promotional workers, so... You might have heard them call, refer to as promo girls, uh, but if you happen to be in nightclubs really late at night, which they, I am not, like your camel cigarette people. And... Yeah, I, I think cigarettes might be so highly regulated now they don't okay. do it anymore. But these days, it's like for dispensaries or, oh, yeah. uh, you know, they're you know, there's they always work for liquor companies and stuff like that. Um, but that also applies to the people that you see in grocery stores doing food samples on the weekends for different. Um, if okay. they're not employed by the actual grocery store, they're often contractors for the company, and often they're th- they're contracted through third party marketing services and are not classified as employees. Are, are my Costco samples safe? Um, I'm. I think Costco is in the category of uh, they are done by employees. Okay. So, I don't know. I actually don't go to Costco, so like, right. I haven't evaluated. Oh, and asked them. I am the kind of person that totally every time I end up being in an Uber or Lyft when yeah. I'm traveling, I'm like, please tell me about the economics of your situation. I'm so <laughs> interested in this. How do you? What did you do before? Do you do another job? What yeah. is your? Yeah, I'm like, I'm that. I'm that uh, driver, and I'm totally. I'm totally the kind of person that will ask people about their contractor status when I'm getting a food sample from them at Costco. So, uh, but that also applies to things like farmer's market staff. So it's not just like, oh, in large corporations, like a lot, a lot of small farmers will employ people as contractors to work every Saturday at the farmer's market. And in most ways that would legally be considered employee work. Um, This is one of those things where it's very easy to be angry at big companies, but uh, there are plenty of ways in which small business and nonprofits abuse this as well. So um, uh, car valets are often considered uh, contractors. Like, uh, like from a hotel? Uh, yeah, or really? parking garages, um, okay, things that, like that. I yeah. can see that. Um, nail salon workers. Um, quite often nail salon workers, which is nail salons are actually one of the most highly um, affected by human trafficking okay. of any industries. But in addition, nail salon workers are quite often classified as independent contractors, despite the fact that most of their uh, supplies and everything like that are provided by their employer. Um, and short-term construction workers. So quite often, um, short-term construction workers are classified as contractors and in that case, it can be particularly dangerous because guess what you don't get when you are classified as a contractor? I'm going to say healthcare. Healthcare is one of them, but at the very simplest, because healthcare, obviously, you're unpacking a whole can of worms there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But workers' comp. Oh, okay. So workers' compensation in the States is the insurance scheme that protect, that pays your medical bills and some wage replacement if you're injured on the job right. or if you end up sick um, related to your job. So if you end up sick because your job is stressing you out, no. Or if you right. get cancer, blah, 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 probably not. But if you are a coal miner and you get coal miners long, okay. workers' comp would cover you. Right. So um, workers' comp simply does not cover you. So if you 
are doing a setup as a promo girl in a nightclub and some drunk guy falls on you and you end up breaking your arm, that would not be covered by workers' comp. Okay. So uh, the employer usually, so social security taxes, one thing we've talked about on here is if you're self-employed, you got to plan for taxes. Um, A portion of your taxes are paid for by your employer. So when I pay people as employees, as my own business, I have to pay a portion of their taxes uh, which is this portion of their social security taxes. So right. you actually end up paying double the social security taxes because you pay both employer and employee if you're classified as a contractor. Fun, fun, fun facts. Yeah. Um, but also any minimum wage laws don't apply. So okay. this has been one of the things that has really heated up is that um, minimum wage laws, especially in states with higher minimum wages, like Oregon, Washington, California, New York, uh, in those places often ride-hailing drivers will not make what would be equal to minimum wage. Right. Uh, And then any state-mandated sick or paid time off. So in the United States, unfortunately, we have literally no federal laws that ensure sick time or paid time off because we are not a civilized country. Many states and cities do have local sick time laws. We've instituted them in Oregon. I have never in my life been covered by those that were instituted five years ago in Oregon because one of the exceptions is to classify workers as contractors, and then you don't have to. Circumvent it. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, obviously, additionally, healthcare is one of the things you brought up. If there's yeah. any employ- anything that employers provide for the average employee, health insurance, retirement benefits, PTO, you can just avoid paying them by classifying someone as a contractor. Yeah. And uh, some of those things are actually, like, it's federally mandated that, like, retirement benefits are a great op- thing there, where if you offer a 401k, any employee that has worked the required number of hours has to have access to it. And that's so that you can't just find a way for the owners to like hide a bunch of money and not offer it to the employees (laughs) like that. That's why that's the law. Um, But those kind of tests are one of the, like one of the reasons why people will classify people as contractors because they don't have the ability to just decide, well, we don't like our front desk workers, so they don't get retirement or health care. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so instead, you just misclassify yeah. them. This is a big deal. Right now, yeah. there is $90 million pledged to fight this in a bill that okay. is going to come out. It has been backed by Uber and Lyft. Um, so it's one of those things, well, despite being a huge deal and possibly a landmark bill that could be replicated by other liberal states, right. New York is talking about doing the same thing next year. Um, New York, as you may not know, uh, has a $15 minimum wage now for all New York City um, folks, and that is that affects ride-hailing drivers as well. So California, New York, and Alaska, and Oregon previously had state regulators classifying ride-hailing drivers as employees under state laws, but only for very certain purposes, like unemployment insurance. Okay. So if you, you essentially, they said like, oh, in the case of if you are working this amount of time, that would generally qualify you for unemployment insurance. And then suddenly Uber or Lyft decides you can't you know, use their app anymore. That's one of the big things with like giving five-star reviews to drivers, okay. yeah. you know, like that they will often cut drivers off if they drop below a 4.5 oh, star average or whatever. Okay. Kind of negating. Is a, is a way, cause a way to like thin their field or whatever. Not they just the, you literally, if they cut, if they cut you off and they don't list you, you won't get any rides at all. Okay. Yeah. So it's essentially a way to fire you without firing you because yeah. you're not technically an employee. 
Yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I just... I. That sounds like a great job. Here's one of the things that I, like, I totally have these moments where I understand how the union and the labor movement rose up because yeah. we're in another realm where you're just like, oh, this is how yeah. they screw you over. Right. And well, a lot of people go to those jobs because it's it's something that they can get or it might be one of their only options. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this is to say that like I'm doing all of these rants about how this is, you know, an important thing and it will change thing. There's a lot of people that were worried about the impact that this would have on, on Lyft and Uber drivers, because if they are forced to them as employees, they're not going to just hire everybody. Right. Because yeah. right now, essentially it's, if you have a car that's new enough, it's relatively and a clean ish driving record. It's yeah. relatively easy to get one of these jobs. In in rural areas right now where there isn't enough demand, it's very likely that they won't want to have people as employees. And it means that you might not get as many surge cars, right? So when yeah. an event gets out or something and transit is packed or doesn't exist and suddenly, you know, they lure in all of the people that are Uber and Lyft drivers by offering higher prices, they're not going to be doing that anymore if they are classified as employees because they're going to have to pay this sort of minimum wage no matter what. I see, yeah. So um, this is, I mean, it's interesting because the labor market has just completely changed in the past 20 years right. and we're rewriting all of the rules while we're, you know, we're we're building the plane while we're flying it in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, and there were a lot of drivers who like driving as the side gig that is supposedly advertised to them. Right. Right. The, oh, this is a lucrative gig. Just log in and off whenever you want. And those drivers, a lot of those drivers are worried that they would lose a lot of the flexibility if they got classified as an employee. Right. Because then they might start instituting man like mandatory numbers of hours or something like that yeah yeah exactly or you you have to work this shift at this time and they're like oh but i only log in on saturdays when i'm feeling up to it you know yeah. whatever I, a lot of people don't realize what makes someone a, a legally an employee and um this is one of those things where the new way that gig economy work exists makes it hard to be like oh are you an employer or an employee um there's a lot of ways in which uh like when that person delivers your Amazon Prime package, yeah. all of that work comes directly from Amazon. They have all of these deliverables to meet for Amazon that right. are like on-time performance. They're usually, I think, required to wear like a shirt that says that they're an okay. Amazon employee because otherwise I'm just letting random people into my apartment building, right. which my property yeah. manager really looks down upon. Uh, but it's also some of the things that don't apply to the way work works now. One, having working hours or shifts set by the employer um, if you do, you're probably an employee. Yeah. And you should tell them that. Uh, having equipment provided to do work by the employer, so having a laptop, having facilities that you have to work at. Okay. Uh, when you find the lawyer how to not get your independent contractors classified as employees rules, they're like, if you can avoid it, don't have them work at your facility. Um, requiring them to attend employee meetings or functions. This has happened to me a lot when I've been a nonprofit worker yeah. that has been misc classified as a contractor i still have to attend these staff meetings and stuff but technically i'm not an employee okay uh giving a dress code or company policy manual that they must follow that is one of those things that is abundantly obvious in uber lyft amazon all of these ride hailing things right. right um prohibiting them from hiring subcontractors this is one of the really big ones if uber hires you to be a contractor yeah and drive a car technically you could then decide to legally hire all of that workout and just have one account that you're like, you know, you got your little brother or whatever. Um, and 
that it's like laughable because you're like, of course I don't want that. Like yeah. as someone who like gets in an Uber, I don't want to know that they've just subcontracted out <laughs> yeah. to any rando. But legally, you cannot prohibit a contracted a contractor from hiring subcontractors. Okay. So I mean, that's another great example of a case where like obviously they fall into this employee category. But then in the beginning, sure, you can log in and log out whenever you want. So are yeah. you a contractor? Turns out we're in a gray area. I see. I love that idea of like <laughs> just somebody subcon- just subcontracting out all their Uber work. I, I love the idea of like getting hired on TaskRabbit and then subcontracting <laughs> yeah. it out to lower people. Unfortunately, you don't make enough. Yeah, you're spl- <laughs> everybody's splitting like dollars. Right. This is this is in fact a really big deal, and I uh, the, California is not the United States, and I no matter how much I try to explain that to both California and the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, b- it doesn't. It does not affect the majority of workers. However, California is our biggest economy. It would be the fifth largest economy in the world if it was its own country. So we can't ignore it. Right. And one million workers will be affected by this. Wow. It's so. It's. It's not. It's not a small yeah. thing. Um. But that being said, it's just like talking about healthcare reform and Medicaid. There are plenty of states in which are not affected by the Medicaid expansion at all. And it's hard to make sweeping statements about anything around labor law because so much of it is regulated at the state level. So, Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it it, it really greatly informs how Lyft is going to try and move forward or Uber is going to try and move forward. Well, and that's why they're spending so much money to try to block it because uh, California really fancies itself a place to test. uh, You know, they like to be the laboratory of democracy, right? Um, And they have the tax base. And they have the uh, liberal administration in order to push forward the kind of things that would just be completely untenable in states without that either that tax base or that liberal liberal administration. And they fancy themselves this test case. In general, I think it is hard to make the argument that they are really, truly testing things because there are so many things that California has that no one else has um, that don't ever get passed down the line, right? Um, And there's this belief that, like, well, you can just make California the exception. And it it is one of the reasons why a lot of smaller businesses don't want to hire remote employees in California because suddenly you have this whole other list of regulations it's a completely and different game yeah totally it's it's like opera i mean it's kind of like the brexit versus europe situation right now where you're like well am i operating in the eu or not operating in the eu like in california it's located in the united states of america but it has its own entirely different set of regulations and so it's one of those things where i hate to read too much into it as a um as, as something that's going to push forward into other states. I know that New York, which in many has a lot of similar characteristics to California, not to make sweeping, sweeping generalizations, but as far as their tax base size, their diversity of the economy, and the willingness to um, try out kind of more liberal labor policies, yeah. as well as the high cost of living reflected in, in their largest cities, I, I do think that they... New York will be keeping an eye towards this um, yeah. because they have passed a lot of pioneering labor legislation. So it's really interesting. I'm, I'm, we asked last time I did a W2 1099 episode if anybody had had a conversation with their boss when they realized they're being like inappropriately classified as yeah. a 1099 contractor. And we had one person write in who had the conversation who was a nanny who actually oh, wow. uh, did it. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really eager to hear if just your stories, I I 
truly hope that if you have had that conversation, you please write in because I want to hear about it. But I love to just hear your stories of the types of jobs you've done where you've been um, been classified as a contractor before and whether or not you think that's appropriate. Um, And if you heard anything and you're like, oh, red flag, maybe I actually was an employee. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, what you think about this. If you do drive f- or drive for one of these services or, you know, deliver for postma- Postmates, whatever, I'd be really curious to hear what your take is on it. If you do it as a side gig, if you're kind of worried about the implications if this was to happen in your state, if you are in California, uh, otherwise, uh, do you think it's coming down the pipeline from your state? Are you following it? Um, uh, did you learn anything from this episode? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you learn anything? I, I I did. I didn't realize that, um, like, I thought most contractor work was, you know, your Lyft drivers and your Postmates drivers. Um, I didn't think about, like, construction workers or janitors or, or people in, in those type of fields. Yeah. Uh, because I, I imagine they're not, like, buying their own mop and, like, right. putting the that outfit on. and. Yep. Yeah. We're hiding it. It's they hide in plain sight. Right. This is the thing. You won't know because there it is so, like, rampantly abused as a classification that you just may never know you might even have people in your office with you at like if you work a regular office job you might not even realize that there are people in there that are getting paid as 1099 contractors yeah so um and i've worked in many an office like that so I think that wraps our show for today, but we love hearing from you. So email us all of your stories about independent contractors and W2 at questions at ohmydollar.com. And you can tweet me at Anomalily or at ohmydollar. Reminder that we're running a survey right now. So you can check that out at ohmydollar.com slash survey. You get cool perks. If you answer the survey, it's easy. You should take it. Producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And your host and personal finance educator is me, Lillian Kerbake. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, Chase. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. Till next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.